Welcome to Tomra Talks Circular, where we explore how businesses, municipalities and governments are collaborating towards a circular economy. In this podcast, listeners will learn about a global first. Five years ago, the federal government of Lithuania made the environment a national priority and launched a national deposit return scheme. By its third year, 56,000 tonnes of plastic beverage containers or 1.5 trillion beverage containers had been collected. That is the equivalent to six Eiffel Towers. And not only this, it has exceeded its 2025 targets, and it only takes nine people to administer the system. I'm Vanessa Lorenz, and our guest today to discuss this game-changing waste management approach is Harold Hendrickson, head of Tomra Collections. Harold, welcome. Thank you, Vanessa. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Harold, five years ago, Lithuania launched a government-led national deposit return scheme, which comprised two main areas, that of collection and recycling of largely plastic beverage. What was Tomra's part in that? Yeah, the government uh, chose what we call the return to retail collection model, meaning that grocery stores selling beverage containers must also take back the used containers for recycling. After a public tender process, Tomra was selected to provide the reverse vending solutions for the complete deposit system in Lithuania. And that was a real honor to be appointed for such an important task. So Tomra's part in this was to automate the return of containers by by rolling out our solutions with a very short deadline of approximately 100 days to establish this state-of-the-art deposit system. And in Lithuania, the annual volume of beverage containers is around 600 million. And it's a combination of glass, plastic and metal beverage containers, which is part of then this mandatory deposit system. Many of the stores, because this is return to retail, meaning that you take the container, the empty container back to the stores. And many of the stores didn't really have room for a reverse vending solution. So part of our project was also to build and deliver 350 kiosks where everything was built from scratch in factories in Estonia. Hundreds of workers working seven days a week, which built warm, waterproof, easily transportable small houses, plug and play for electricity and and, uh, internet connection. It was a huge project. But then we had people from all Nordic Tomra countries helping us. Also, we have Tomra sorting products in um, in a plastic fiber plant in Lithuania. And we established Tomra Lithuania to always be close to the customer and the consumer, which we usually do when we enter a new country. So today we have around 40 people in Tomra Lithuania running the collection system, doing service and maintenance and so forth. Right. I mean, it's an extraordinary case study. And 100 days, 350 kiosks is just phenomenal. It's a fantastic story. I've seen the video. Um, This is just such a shining testimony of the power of great leadership, isn't it? And uh, in fact, the Lithuanian Bureau's Association, which is a key supporter, is quoted as saying that we can be proud of our deposit system, which brings us closer to the Lithuania we want to see, a cleaner, more beautiful and more modern country. Does this put Lithuanians among the front runners in the EU now, do you think? Yeah, I would say they are definitely the front runners in the EU, at least now over the last 10 years. 
and the first of many that will make DRS the mainstream approach in Europe, I believe. A political decision is needed to establish deposit legislation, and countries like Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland in the 80s and 90s, Netherlands, Germany, Estonia, early 2000, and then Lithuania launched their system in February 2016, which we see as the first in a new wave of European countries introducing national deposit systems because of the new requirements from the European Union. So so I, I would definitely say that Lithuania is the front runner. Also, actually, this was a completely new design of a system, especially the financial part of the system, where the investment of the RVM infrastructure is taken by Tomra. In this case, retailers receive the machines free of charge, including service, including maintenance, data administration, uh, digital tools. And Tomra then uh, recuperates its investments via fee received per the bottle collected. And this we call all-inclusive throughput arrangements. So this is this was, in a way, really new and, uh, and Lithuania as a front-runner in that kind of model. Right, it's quite a unique model, isn't it? So it's a unique model. You know, you have something similar in the in the US, but that's per uh, retailer. This was actually the first where the the setup was with the state or with with a separate uh, one organization in a country. So that was completely new. Um, there was a survey conducted quite recently that indicated that consumers had seen a decrease in the amount of garbage in parks and lakes and other natural places visited by people. I mean, for a country to do this in 100 days is quite remarkable. I know that it, it took 100 days to roll everything out. Could you just go a little bit into that? You said um, perhaps into the structure of how this rollout was done. First of all, how the system works. Just a few words on, uh, you know, a deposit system um, for those that don't really know the details of that. So, so in this case, when a consumer buys a beverage in a recyclable bottle or container in Lithuania, they pay then 100 10 euro cent extra which is held back in a, in a sort of a trust fund until the consumer returns the container and then get the 10 cents paid back so in a way the consumer buys the contents but only borrows the bottle so that's the basic of the, the deposit system and then it's based on a political decision and the main players in the system in in lithuania and in most countries is first of all the beverage producers which are making the deposit package with the deposit logo uh, charging the deposit of 10 euro cents for each sold package and then you have the retailers when you have a return to retail solution which is of course selling the product and taking back the beverage container the empty container from the consumer and then returning the deposit amount and also in lithuania and in most most countries you have a deposit system operator which is running the deposit system and this was in lithuania established by different associations, Brewers Association, uh, Natural Water, Mineral Water Association, and then the Retail Association, which are responsible for the data management, uh, the logistics, the clearing of deposits, marketing, and also to educate the different stakeholders. Just to understand how the system runs financially as well, the, the sources of income are threefold. It includes the unredeemed deposits, meaning if you buy a bottle, pay deposit, and you throw away the bottle, 
then you are actually financing the system because you don't get your deposit back. That's the unredeemed deposits. Or, and, uh, of course, a lot of people can forget to also re get a refund. Exactly. Lose the ticket or whatever. Exactly. And mm -hmm. also you have the value of the material because the, the collected material, glass, aluminum, plastic, has a value. And then the third part is the administration fee, which is paid by the beverage uh, producers. So, so this sort of makes up the whole system. Right. Um, and of course, you can have all, everything in place, but you've got to get consumers educated to actually carry out this, this process, which, you know, if you've never had it before, it is a process. You have to keep your bottles for a start, not throw them away. You need to take them to a certain place and then you need to stick them in a hole and then you get a refund and then you have to get the refund. Was there a lot of, what was the consumer's response? Did they get it? Did it take a lot of effort and time to get them over the line on this? Well, I think that, you know, that's actually one of the reasons why Lithuania is a very good showcase because it was extremely positive feedback from uh, the consumers. So already at the end of 2016, and that was the year it was launched, I still remember the number, 99.8% of the all Lithuanians were aware of the system in, in a survey, with already 90% of everyone had used it at least once. And close to 80% of the population reported that they believed that the POSIT system is good and, uh, and necessary. And I also recently I read a poll from... Uh, was October last year, that showed that 98% of the respondents believe that the deposit refund system is useful. So a good way of measuring success in the deposit system is to look at the return rates. So before the introduction of the deposit scheme, only one third of the plastic bottles were returned. And approximately 75% at the end of the first year and 92% at the end of the second year of all plastic containers that were sold were actually returned. It's amazing. Two years, you can clean up a country of, of beverage containers. I mean, choosing a retail vending machine vendor, what was the tendered selection criteria out of interest? What was unique about the specific machines over the competition, do you think? Well, as I said, we were chosen to deliver all the machines to all the stores in the whole country. So, And there was different uh, selection criteria, but it, we were chosen due to our international experience with successful deposit uh, systems because we are the leader in all those markets. And of course, it was a very short time as well. So our ability to roll out and implement the solution in this short time also counted a lot in addition to high-performing service and maintenance setup. And then because of all the different store layouts, it was important to have the diversity of products, which we have for a mix of low, medium and high volume stores because different retail stores take back different amounts of containers. And then you have the high speed, the high capacity, the reliability of the machines, which for our case, was based on what we call the flow technology, which was uh, 360 degrees reading uh, cameras. And then we also saw that our digital solutions made the offer attractive. Among other things, it's what we call the Tomera Connect backbone, which is the IT infrastructure where all machines are connected to the cloud, enabling full control over the total fleet. And then, of course, that helps to have an unbeatable uptime of the machines. And when we talk about return rates and collection rates, the machine has to be up and running. So that's why the uptime is extremely important uh, for a country to achieve 
the collection targets and the recycling targets. Can you just unpack this 360 flow technology? Explain what that is. Yeah, so by 360, we mean that there's circular reading cameras in the machine. So this means that um, you actually don't need to rotate the bottle to read the barcode and to read uh, any marking on the bottle. And it makes the machine a lot faster. It's easier for the consumer to use. The machine can then also accept all different kinds of shapes. You know, not only round bottles that needs to be rotated, but flat bottles or square cartons and and so forth. It's uh, re- really a good technology and uh, very easy to use for the consumer. And you can read what's in the plastic material itself. Well, we we actually don't do that. We um, we read the barcode and we read the the security mark uh, or the marking. It's also possible to sort based on the plastic type and so forth we have we do that in some markets but we don't do that in lithuania where you have the marking right um out of interest the local waste management companies did they have to make many adjustments to fit in with this national scheme yeah i think i have a general answer to that because i think that's fairly the same in most countries that when you introduce a national DRS, Deposit Return Scheme, all stakeholders will have to make some adjustments. This includes retailers, which we have talked about, beverage industry, but also waste management companies. So I think we have to remember that changes had to be made. The reason for implementing the deposit system in the first place was to satisfy new collection and recycling targets coming up. We know that deposit systems show unmatched performances uh, on high collection rates and high quality recycling. So the traditional waste management sector has a definitely a vital role to play in creating circular economy because that's what we're talking about. This is about creating a circular economy setup as we describe it in Lithuania. So traditionally, what happens is, of course, that collected materials are disposed of at the end of the use, which is, you know, linear economy. While a circular economy is aiming at the recovery and reprocessing of high-quality materials as a valuable feedstock for producing new materials. And this means a change in perception. So waste is not waste anymore, but valuable resources when it's sorted, reprocessed, and reused. My view is that the future waste management sector will need to be focused on resource management. Maybe uh, some companies will actually rename themselves to resource management instead. And I see a lot of larger waste management companies seeing this, uh, which are at the forefront of the development and are really investing into modern logistics, IT, sorting, recycling, and so forth. While some companies still have a longer way to go to be prepared for the future. So what we see in some some countries is actually that waste management have to adapt to make this work in a good way. And just one last comment is that uh, there is a requirement also from European Union now that by 2035 only 10% or less of all waste can be landfilled. And this will really require massive changes in the waste management sector or the resource management sector. I like the new label resource management. That would be so much more aspirational. <laughs> And it's so true. It's a bit more positive in a way. You know, where you want it to get so rid of waste and, and talk about resources instead. Absolutely.
Uh, let's talk about results so far. So already your targets have been met and even the 2025 targets have been exceeded. So what have the results been and how were they exceeded to such an extent? This is a message for everybody in the world to hear. Yeah, of course, our target has been to support uh, the deposit organization in Lithuania to achieve their targets. But according to the single-use plastic directive uh, from European Union, every member state has a target of collecting 77% of all plastic beverage containers in 2025 and 90% in 2021. And in Lithuania, this was already achieved in 2017. The second year of the operation of the scheme, really, really impressive. And as you said, uh, I think in the intro as well, in the first three years of operation, 1.5 billion beverage containers was collected, preventing 152,000 tons of CO2 emissions. It's really amazing, actually, to satisfy the targets in that short time. That's my next question, actually. Um, Carbon dioxide emissions, we haven't talked about that. It has enormous repercussions on emissions savings. Can you talk a little bit about what has been saved here? Yeah, so if you look at both the benefits for the environment and the emission savings. So what this is also sort of a start by what we see generally when DRS is implemented, is that when you introduce a high-performing system, you will always see that beverage packaging will not pollute the surroundings anymore. You, you will see that littering of other materials also are visibly reduced. So not only the beverage containers, which are part of the system, but also other material will largely disappear from nature because people will in general show more responsibility towards reducing littering and, and also sorting of waste in general. So and in this consumer survey that was conducted in 2018, 95% of the consumers in Lithuania said that the amount of garbage in parks, at lakes, and around in nature decreased visibly after the introduction of DRS. So it's really a strong example of circular economy. Recycled containers are transformed, as I said, into high-quality raw materials where you can produce new packaging, glass and aluminum, because you have a comprehensive system, it's not only plastic, but it's also glass and aluminum. So they, they can be recycled an unlimited number of times. And plastic can also be recycled many, many times, which is saving energy, saving other natural resources, and then also reducing the CO2 emissions, as I said. So all extremely positive. And this must have had a, a huge effect on the incinerators, the landfill. I mean, massive impact on that too, right? Definitely. You take away material from uh, landfills and you, you don't really want to incinerate valuable material. Why, why do you want to burn it when you can actually use it at, as feedstock? Absolutely. Um, let's just look at the timeline again because it is super fast. It means that if you guys can do it, others can do it. A deposit law was passed through Parliament in 2014. Then a return vending machine provider was agreed on by public tender. Then the rollout of a 1,000 vending machines took place and the whole system was officially launched by the Ministry of Environment in 2016, which mandated that all beverage manufacturers and importers, with a few exceptions, were obliged to participate in the deposit system. So can this be a blueprint 
Or is there any reason why there shouldn't be a blueprint for other countries? No, I would say definitely yes to that. This can be a blueprint. And it is in a way, you know, it's over-delivering on its target. It's highly popular with the population still now after many years. You know, it's been popular every year since the start. And we know that governments and waste management specialists from many countries has visited Lithuania to learn more. So there's been delegations from Australia, China, France, Scotland, and others who have all been to Lithuania to learn more about the implementation and how they have managed to deliver on the targets, you know, within such a short time and and in a positive way. So actually just a couple of years after the implementation in Lithuania, or probably less than two years, uh, New South Wales in Australia implemented a similar system with a very short timeline. Same kind of financial setup where Tomra invested in all RVMs and outdoor kiosks and where we're also running the logistics and sorting of the material together with a joint venture partner, uh, Cleanaway. So it's a sort of a different system, but still very similar. Retail does not participate, but it's still a one network operator type of approach, uh, which is a good way of running it. And 1st of February next year, a neighboring country, Latvia, will also implement a similar system as Lithuania, based on the throughput model. So back to your previous question on whether Lithuania has been a front-runner. Yeah, that's definitely the case. Well, it looks like Eastern Europe is becoming a front-runner. What about China? Is had China delegates coming over to Lithuania. Are they interested in taking up the system, do you think? Yeah, a lot is going on in, in China. Of course, China is huge, so it's more region by region, and they have a different approach. You know, some areas are more, let's say, modern and focus more on circular economy and and, uh, environmental issues than others. But China are looking into this. And of course, we are in China, so we are also consulting as good as we can to help the Chinese uh, local governments to hopefully in the future sometime implement uh, the best possible model there as well. For policymakers around the world, what would you say were the most critical success factors? Yeah, I think you need to have a high-performing deposit system to have it successful. So it's mainly four elements, and, and Lithuania are actually satisfying all of these. So one is the performance of the system, and a meaningful deposit value is part of that, and a minimum collection target for all containers. So you need to have a target to aim for. And A target could be a staggering one, like you start with 70% the first year, 90% the third year or something like that to be able to satisfy it and have success. And then on the deposit value, you need to give a, a financial value to the empty beverage container that indicates that it has value for the society. And then it's treated like a resource and not waste. And the deposit value is different from country to country because setting the actual value, you have to consider the purchasing power in the respective market. So 10 cents in Lithuania is a real incentive, high enough to motivate the return. So that's performance is number one. Number two is convenience. So to make a high-performing, successful DRS, it has to be easy to understand the redemption system, accessible for all users, visual marking on the bottles, clear definition of which containers and beverages are part of the system. Yeah, and then the third one is the system integrity, where actually 
you need to have trust in the system through transparent management and a data-driven clearinghouse and reliable technology where you can fully trust the collection technology because it's a lot of money flowing through the system. And we see that the best systems are run by one centralized non-for-profit organization, which is owned by different stakeholders like beverage industry and retailers. And the fourth one is producer responsibility where the beverage producers finance and invest into the system so that the system is financed by a combination of, as I said earlier, unredeemed deposits, commodity revenue, and also EPR fees, extended producer responsibility fees. So this will make up the perfect system. And I think Lithuania is a good example of that. And of course, this has massive benefits for the retailers. The managing director of the Lithuanian Retailers Association was quoted in the Scotsman as saying, I can say with absolute confidence the deposit return scheme was the right thing to do. So with this said, what is the biggest benefit for for retailers? Well, retailers are, through this, participating in closing the loop, you know, contributing to reducing littering and increased recycling. I know they feel proud about making an impact on the plastic pollution problem. So retailers are really at the heart of, uh, we call this clean loop recycling. It's an opportunity for them to show that they care about the same thing as their customers, the consumers do. It's also an opportunity for them to drive profitability through increased footfall from satisfied recycling customers. And I also remember one of the interviews, you know, at the start of the system in in Lithuania, where a retailer said that people will come back to our shop with their deposit bottles and then buy new products again. So this is a big benefit for our business. Harold, thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I'll leave listeners with one last thought. In June, an open letter by Plastic Planet to the G7 Summit called for a globally consistent response to the plastic crisis with more than 70 governments supported. Lithuania may be a small population of only 2.8 million, but its political leadership has produced a bold and game-changing precedent for the future, just as the German and Norwegian governments have done. Let's hope more governments will find the confidence to implement approaches like this with more urgency. To learn more about how to roll out a deposit return scheme at a national level, please contact Tomra at tomra.com. That's it for now. Thank you, Vanessa.